1: I ran down the stairs to wake my two daughters so we could get into the bomb shelter in Jerusalem. When we um, got out 10 minutes later with the all clear, I normally don't use my phone on the Jewish Sabbath, but it was an emergency and I needed to know where my son was. So I turned my phone on, I believe, at 8.23 in the morning. And when I turned it on, there were two texts in a row from Hirsch at 8.11. Uh, the first one said, I love you, and immediately at eight eleven, also it said, I'm sorry. And so I knew immediately wherever he was, it was a terrible situation. I took it to mean I love you and I'm sorry because whatever is going to happen is going to cause you tremendous pain and worry.
0: That is some heartbreaking audio right there. This is told the word Sprocket. something's always wrong. That lady's name is Rachel Goldberg, and her son, Hirsch, believe the story goes that he was at the music concert. 260 people were killed there including that young girl. They paraded around town naked. And I believe he got his arm blown off, this uh, poor young man. And the Hamas animals wrapped his arm in a tourniquet and then dragged him. The car, and they made him one of their hostages, Hirsch Goldberg. And uh, he did, in fact, text, I love you. I'm sorry I saw the text on television because he is worried that his parents are going to be concerned and worried, and God forbid he dies, what kind of life are they going to have? So Pretty courageous kid to say, I'm sorry, as he's going through what he's going through. But that's where we are, folks. That's why when we talk about a war of annihilation, anybody who disagrees is an animal. They're not human, whether it's AOC or Ron Colby or Linda Sarsour, any one of these low lives. Alex Trayman has joined me now three consecutive days. He uh, works for JNS, and he's live in Jerusalem. He's been providing me with updates for three consecutive days. Alex, good morning. What do things look like today in Jerusalem?
2: Uh, good morning. Thank you so much. Uh, in Jerusalem, there's a tense calm, but obviously in the south of Israel, uh, still there there are terrorists roaming around, much less than the 1,500 that were already killed by the IDF, uh, but probably still a few rogue terrorists left and roaming. There was just a terror attack not far outside of Jerusalem this morning, which is Another one of the big threats that uh, we will start to see terror attacks uh, rampant inside Israel, inside Israeli population centers. Uh, There have been nonstop rockets fired uh, towards Tel Aviv and in the area surrounding uh, the Gaza Strip uh, today. And also there's been skirmishes along the northern border uh, with Hezbollah in southern Lebanon and uh, people living in the north – uh, many have moved down to the center of the country just to get out of the area, and the rest are, are hunkered down in shelters where they've been told to stay until further notice. Well,
0: tell me about this terrorist attack in uh, Jerusalem, because yesterday there was um, some confidence coming from you guys that they had gotten those terrorists out. Uh, and now we're hearing, well, maybe most of them are out, but there are there still plenty. I believe there's still plenty there. I do. Plenty. And uh, they have infiltrated, I believe, just about every neighborhood. So give me the specifics on this attack. How far exactly was it from Jerusalem?
2: Well, this this latest terror attack was really just about uh, two miles to the south of Jerusalem on the southern entrance at one of the checkpoints between uh, Judea and Samaria, between Judea, uh, which is commonly known as the West Bank, uh, and Jerusalem. But this this wasn't from a terrorist that infiltrated from Gaza. You have to understand that throughout Judea and Samaria, you have probably another uh, 1.8 million Arabs uh, living among approximately half a million Jews. And then you also have Israeli population centers like Jerusalem, where it's a city of close to a million people, but at least 250,000 of them are are Arabs. Uh, And you have other uh, Israeli population centers that are mixed cities like Ramla and Lod and and Jaffa and others. Uh, So the the big fear is that uh, they will be drawn in, uh, that uh, they obviously don't have the same type of Copycats, right. Exactly. info at com Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.
0: Yeah, no, I fear that, too. And um, there'll be a lot of them. You know, I don't know about you. Uh, you feel, Alex, you're there. You're in Jerusalem, and you're certainly more up on this stuff than I am. But I said to somebody earlier, I said, if this was just Hamas, I'd feel a little better. But I really believe that whether it's Hezbollah in Lebanon, Iran, their fingerprints all over this. Something tells me maybe Al-Qaeda, ISIS. I don't know. I just feel like this is a concerted this, this specific attack, which is still going on, by the way, was a concerted effort by a lot of hate groups, a lot, not just Hamas. You guys feel that way?
2: Well, Iran's created a ring of fire around Israel with Hamas to the south and Gaza. Hezbollah is the largest force uh, by far in the area to Israel's north. They have 150,000 rockets, long-range rockets, sophisticated rockets, precision-guided, uh, pointed at Israel. Uh, there are terror groups in, in south Syria. Uh, which is a, a c- failed country that, that is controlled by nobody, basically uh, that could attack at any time. And then you have all the, the terror hornet's nests inside Judean in Samaria, uh, and even within the Israeli population centers. And then you you have other other Iranian proxies like the Houthis in Yemen, saying that they are willing to and ready to get to get into the war. Uh, we've heard reports that uh, that. Uh, Weapons that were left in Afghanistan to the Taliban have made their way into Palestinian hands. So we're seeing the entire uh, jihad basically uh, waking up and and suggesting that now is their time uh, to attack Israel.
0: I also saw a story yesterday that they found a pickup truck which had weapons from Ukraine that we also paid for. So if all that's true, they're using Ukrainian weapons, Afghanistan weapons. Iran is a part of this I'm sure you watched my president speak yesterday. I thought it was a feckless, weak, wuss speech. He never mentioned Iran. You know, he he supports Israeli people, big deal. Who doesn't? But it certainly wasn't a very tough speech, and he never mentioned Iran or any of these uh, other countries. For me, I thought it was a colossal disappointment. You're in Jerusalem right now, hearing rocket fire all day. What did you think?
2: Well, you know, the things that he said were seemingly nice and that that they have Israel's back but I think that the big question is you know it's easy to say that you have Israel's back when it's very clear that Israel's is the victim of a horrific massacre but now Israel's turned the tide and launched its counteroffensive uh, very soon you're going to start to hear about death counts in the Gaza strip that are going to likely be much much higher than the death counts that we saw uh, here in Israel over the last week and the question is how long will the Biden administration have Israel's back? Will they, uh, once they feel that Israel's done enough damage to even the score, will they then turn on Israel and pressure Israel to stop? Or will they do what uh, surprisingly former President Barack Obama tweeted the other day, which is that America will stand squarely with Israel as it dismantles Hamas? So will they let Israel finish their job and defeat Hamas as an entity once and for all so that when this conflict is finished, that Hamas ceases to exist further?
0: I just saw a tweet from a friend of mine, and it says, the leader of Hamas just called for a global day of jihad this Friday. Do not leave your homes that day unless there's an emergency. Avoid public transit. Avoid airplanes. Avoid public events are are you aware of this this uh tweet circulating
2: Absolutely. i mean they, yeah we we've heard we've heard about it the very public calls and they've called for days of rage inside israel uh time and again where where we've had terror attacks on Fridays, which is their favorite day for a day of rage uh i I think that they're they're calling now for for massive rage and it's not just going to be on Friday it started this past week and and we're we're already seeing the northern border heat up and if if Hezbollah will start firing rockets at Israel, uh, you, you're talking about a major mega war uh, that that's going to be breaking out over here.
0: They already started, as far as I know. Hezbollah fired into the south on Saturday, and I believe into the north yesterday. Is that not true?
2: Yeah, we start. We've seen some of the you know uh less sophisticated rockets fired you know there's sort of these these tests that are being uh waged by Israel and by Hezbollah to see you know just how far the other is willing to go and this is basically how these conflicts uh, get started is this these testing and we see how many people are killed on this side or how many people are killed on that side and then and then that Uh, episode is what becomes the justification all of a sudden for for a larger war so there's a big big fear uh that uh, hezbollah front is going to open up and and that's why you have uh people in the north hunkered down in bomb shelters until further notice
0: geez so right now the uh, the north and the south are under siege i mean basically the west bank is the only part that's that's not being attacked at this point is that fair
2: well, that that terror attack, which I mentioned uh, earlier, just outside Jerusalem, you know, that was right on the border between Jerusalem and the West Bank. These are the Jew- these are the Jewish provinces of Judea and Samaria, hmm. uh, and yeah, there there's a big fear that uh, these terror or- organizations, which have been increasing the number of attacks. Uh, over the, a period of about two years we 've just seen attack after attack after attack in Judea and Samaria uh, that this can start to to pick up in a big way as well and then and then even bigger fear is that the israeli Arab citizens, the ones that are not in the West Bank but are are have Israeli citizenship or Israeli residency uh, that they could join in as well as we saw two years ago when Israel was conducting mm-hmm. its guardian of the walls and we had riots in in major Israeli cities. or email them at info at gabola.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. GaboLaw, where winning is no accident.
0: Alex Trayman again, live from uh, Jerusalem. Um, the hostages, this seems to be the leverage that uh, Hamas is trying to use. If you bomb us, you know, Joe Biden yesterday came out and uh, said, if you're thinking about doing it, don't. Doesn't seem like they care. Bottom line is Hamas doesn't care what Joe Biden says, what Netanyahu says. They are, uh, at least it looks to me, over these last five days, ready to carry this out in a big way, and uh, it's going to be a lot worse. That's my opinion. And I think Israel feels the same way, and now this is not about land. This is about annihilation, which makes the security of the hostages no longer a top priority. I know Israel values every life, but if you're going to annihilate Hamas in the Gaza Strip, you have to come to the sad realization innocent folks are going to die. Is that not a fair assumption?
2: Well, innocent folks have died already. That's the whole thing. There's been over 1,200 killed. By Hamas uh, this week, uh, and over 3,000 uh, injured, many of them moderately and seriously. I think there's uh, over 100 that are uh, very seriously injured in Israeli hospitals. So the death toll is, is likely to continue to rise. Every day we're learning that the massacre was worse than we thought previously. And you know, had had there been just some kind of an operation where. Uh, you know, maybe a few people were killed, and then you had ten hostages, and that was the end of their operation. Then you might see Israel say, "Okay, well, let's let's try to negotiate and see what we need to do." Remember, it was uh, we we had an Israeli soldier who was kidnapped in in Hamas and Gilad Shalit, and Israel released a thousand terrorists from Israeli prison to get back this one Israeli soldier. One of those was uh, the one of the local heads of Hamas, uh, Yahya Sinwar. And uh, we let him out, you know, as part of a prisoner exchange. But here, the numbers just don't add up. I mean, the number of people that have were killed, and this is, is probably ten times the number of hostages that there are. So, you know, saving innocent lives, uh, you know, it's we, we want to save every innocent life, but at the same time, we have to make it clear that Hamas can never, uh, ever dream of carrying out any kind of attack on israel uh, certainly not one of this scale ever again
0: so alex on the way out the last 60 seconds uh, listening to other people on the station i spoke to your your colleague and friend caroline glick uh, earlier this morning talking about how you guys are surviving you know the supermarkets supposedly are running out of everything water and i know a lot of you folks uh are trying to fill your cars up with gas and Food and water just in case you really can't leave the bomb shelter for a couple of days. What has life been like for you on that level the last few days?
2: Yeah, I was very pleased to see this morning. It's it's actually really nice weather here in Jerusalem, and uh, people are out and about on the streets. The the stores were getting deliveries this morning, so we saw the fruit shelves and and others uh, full. Uh, And so people are out going to the stores again, Uh, but there's definitely... Uh, feeling that this today might be the calm before the next storm. Because if Hezbollah starts firing rockets all over the country, the entire country is going to be hunkered down in bomb shelters for an extended period. Oh, my God. Listen, Alex, thank you for doing this. Uh, I think you're coming back again
0: tomorrow. It's, I can't thank you enough because uh, even though we get reports here and they're, for the most part, pretty accurate, you are right there. I just want you to be safe. Seriously, be safe and have yourself a good day. We'll do it again tomorrow, pal. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Alex Treman, live in Jerusalem with the latest there. Just, man, that is some life. Our boys, that is some life. Yeah. Just, they're just waiting for the next shoe to fall, and it's coming. Yeah. And it's going to be big. They're really big. Su- I mean, they're just surrounded by it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's crazy. It's everywhere.